0: It's time to get inside the Giants huddle, huddle, up, huddle, up, huddle up. on Giants.com. Here we
1: go. Here we go. In the Giants mobile app. Get them in there. Let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to another edition of the Giants Huddle podcast. John Schmelt with you. Today's guest is Dane Brugler from the Athletic. But first, a reminder: the Giants huddle is part of the Giants podcast network, presented by Investors Bank, which you can find on Giants.com/slash/podcast, the Giants mobile app, and your favorite podcast platforms. Now let's get to our guest. He is Dane Brugler. He's the lead draft analyst from the Athletic, and we. We've had a lot of guys on here, Dane. We focused on the first round with them a lot. So we're going to try to focus on day two guys with you and your latest intel. And the reason why is that you are the author. I'm old school. I printed it out. Of the beast.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Look how thick it is. Look at the spiral. (laughs) How many player prospect profiles you have in there, Dane?
0: Uh, 415.
1: Yes, yeah, so who better to dig deep than the guy who did 415 draft prospect profiles. And, of course, you get that for free with your athletic subscription. It is the price of admission on its own. It's worth it. Make sure you guys go check it out. And, Dane, just to pass it on to you, my guys here, and I'm talking about the David Deals and Shona Harris of the world, when they ask me for their draft guide, you're the one they ask me for because awesome. they say your detail into technique in there is something that they don't – like other people are oh, they have bad hands technique. And David Deals like, what does that mean to me? It means nothing. But he likes the detail you go into. Just want to say everybody does appreciate your hard work.
0: That's awesome. That's great to hear. It's a a year-round project. A lot goes into it. So uh, hopefully people check it out. 0% chance you'll be disappointed with uh, everything that's in there.
1: Yes, it is. You will have it by your side when you watch the draft. And all the information you need, background, technique, stats, testing numbers, everything is in there for each prospect. Make sure you guys go there and check it out. Okay, so let's get to Dane Brugler here. And Dane, let's start here. The Giants go at 11. What they do will be very much dependent on what happens in front of them. I think Giant fans have their eye on some of the top offensive players in the draft, so I'll start here. You don't have to you know, list the probability, but Sewell Slater, the four top playmakers, who has the best chance of being there at 11, in your opinion?
0: Probably Devontae Smith, um, wide receiver Alabama. Um, I, I think there will be enough teams in front of uh, in the top 10 that have maybe a few concerns just about the size. And when you have, you know, these talented pass catchers at the top uh, with those four with Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle and Kyle Pitts, something like that size and Devontae Smith being an outlier uh, that's enough to separate him from, even though I, I think that the consensus, is he's a really good player. Uh, I don't know how you could watch the film and come to any other uh, you know, conclusion other than he's a really good player. Um, also factor in that he started double digit games each of the last three years, uh, toughness, competitiveness off the charts. Uh, you know, I I'd say he's tougher than most 225 pound receivers in this draft. So, you know, there's a lot going for Devontae Smith, but again, when, when you're trying to nitpick, when you're trying to, you know, just find something to separate these guys, him being the outlier size wise could end up being what a lot of teams use. And so I, I think he has the best chance of being there at 11.
1: So I guess this is my question for you then. If Smith's the guy that's there, is there an argument in your opinion to go defense over Smith, or is the value on Smith simply too high to pass up in that spot?
0: Yeah, and I think that's a, it's just, it's a question that you're going to get different answers depending on who you talk to. Like for me, for example, Devontae Smith's a top 10 player in this draft. I'd probably – that's where I would go. I don't think there's a defensive player that is a – clear upgrade for me for this, for this roster, a guy that's going to come in and be that true impact player uh, that I think Devontae Smith could be on offense. And when you're picking top 11, uh, you, I mean, you need to come away with impact players. You you don't need to necessarily look at, okay, what's my top need uh, or what would I really love to add to this team and and reach on a player. You need to go with, you know, talent, a, a guy that you know is going to make an impact even if, you know, maybe you answered some of those needs through free agency with a Kenny Galladay. So, you know, it's an interesting spot at 11. Um, I think there's a good chance maybe that's where we uh, start to talk about pass rushers coming off the board. I I think we know this team would love to get better uh, on the edges, uh, guys that can rush the passer. This is a a unique class where there's not that top 10 pass rusher this year. But at 11, that's where I think the conversation starts and maybe which one – you know, the giants could, could look for at that point. Um, you know, could a rush on Slater get there at 11? I think it's possible, uh, especially because you know uh, opinions are split about tackle guard. Uh, there, there are several teams that view him as a guard, uh, in, uh, picking in in that top 10 range. So, you know, and a lot of those teams would not pick a guard that early. So at 11 it's possible that Slater could be there. And I think he'd make a ton of sense. Uh, even if, you know, he is, you're looking to slide him in at guard, Uh, you're looking for a really good player. Uh, Rashawn Slater is definitely that.
1: I'll get back to the edge rushers. want to stick on the old line. In your seven-round mock that you did on The Athletic, you had Elijah Vera Tucker there, which I thought Mm -hmm. was interesting. We just did a mock draft on Big Blue Kickoff Live. We traded down four spots and grabbed Tucker. It was actually five spots to the Cardinals. And what's your sense? Do teams think he can stick out at tackle? Do they think he is primarily a guard talking to people around the league? What's the take on him?
0: Uh, you, you talk to some coaches and they do think that, you know, watching his film uh, 2020 film that he can do it. Um, but I think overall his body of work, because I mean, he's, he's only a two year starter and majority of those starts came inside of guard. He only started six games. at left tackle and he played well for the most part, but you know, you could tell throw on the Oregon tape and you can see that, you know, the lack of length shows up uh, just, you know, he he's, he could survive out there. And I think in a pinch you can play him there but to maximize his ability and what he does best, his strengths as a player, move him inside. And I think you've got a guy that could be a pro bowl guard. Uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, six, four and a half, three hundred ten 310 pounds, 32 and an eighth inch arms. It's, you know, it, we could talk about arm length and, you know, how relevant that is for offensive linemen. The, the fact of the matter is y- it's hard to find tackles in the NFL, 32 and an eighth inch arms. You can find some just, you know, just under 33, you're not going to find many right at 32 or 32 and an eighth. So that's pretty rare, but plugging him inside the guard, it's, it's, you know, you can make an argument to the Zach Martin conversation, uh, a guy that could stay outside, but to maximize his strengths as a player, move him inside the guard. And I think he's got pro bowl potential there.
1: Now, I think the interesting question now, because Dane, unlike most drafts, this is a deep tackle class, right? And a lot of those tackles yeah. that you can Offensive get on,
0: line, I, I'd say in general is it, deep this year.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And a lot of those guys too, on day two, you know, they play tackle in college. Maybe you can leave them out there. But a lot of these guys could transition well to guard, too. Who are mm-hmm. your favorite guys that kind of fit that description that could be a pick at 42 for the Giants if they forego that offensive lineman or just don't have the opportunity to take one at 11?
0: Yeah, I think you look at this class, and there's a few of these guys that played tackle in, in college, but you probably project them best inside. Like a guy like Liam Eichenberg. I think he can move him inside uh, to guard at a Notre Dame. Um, you know, some look at Dylan Radins out of North Dakota state and he has, I think the mirroring skills to stay outside, but if you move him inside, I think that could really maximize what he does as a player. Um, at, Jalen Mayfield from Michigan. Uh, another one of those guys who could survive outside, but six, 326 pounds. He, he, you know, the size that he is uh, doesn't have super long arms. He's 32 and 5'8 inch arms. Um, I think when you look at his strengths, power, once he gets his hands on you, um, you know his ability to work in smaller spaces as opposed to trying to protect the corner, uh, Jalen Mayfield could be that guy once you get to day two. So uh, Alex Leatherwood, I don't know that he's going to fall that far, but he would be in that conversation as well. Some see him as a tackle, some see him as a guard, uh, but there, there's several options, uh, those types of players who could realistically be there, uh, especially with that uh, early second round pick.
1: And then, if you're looking at straight guards, Dane, you could probably wait to the top of round three and you're going to have a pick of a few guys that are pretty good, right?
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah, this is a strong offensive line class. Um, I think you could conceivably wait until round four and still feel pretty good about the guy you're getting. Uh, you know, when we saw that last year with a guy like, you know, Jonah Jackson, where he was drafted by the Lions, came in, had a pretty good. Uh, rookie campaign uh, you know this year with guys like uh, Deontay Brown out of Alabama Aaron Banks Notre Dame uh, Jackson Carmen Clemson uh, Robert Hainsey Notre Dame who's a tackle he's going to move inside I, I think all of those guys you know probably don't go inside the top 50 they're somewhere uh, likely early third round maybe that stretches a little bit uh, Trey Smith from Tennessee is a really intriguing player because he's you know, six five and a half 320 pounds moves pretty well. Um, his tape is a little sloppy. Uh, you know, it's it just some plays you watch him and you think, okay, this guy, you know, he's bouncing bodies all over the, all over the field at the sec level, but then you watch the next play and, you know, he just gets, uh, you know, uh, bullied at the, at the point of attack because his, you know, his leverage isn't right. His, his hands aren't right. And he just, he's not on the same page plus the blood clots issue in his past, Trey Smith's a tough guy to figure out, but, uh, you know, high risk, high reward uh, type of player that maybe you uh, you know roll the dice on in in the early fourth round.
1: So you mentioned pass rusher before. What's the sweet spot there? Is it a trade down from that 15 to 20 air if you can manage that or do you even wait to the top of the second round? See if Joe Tryon drops, see if uh, uh, Joseph Osai drops, Peyton Turner, one of those guys. What's the sweet spot to try to find that edge rusher? And who are the guys you like in that sweet spot?
0: Yeah. I I think that if you trade back from 11 to say the late teens or even into the, you know, let's say one of the quarterbacks are there and, you know, you've got a team like, uh, you know, the bears at 20. uh, And even if you go into the twenties, I think you can still feel pretty confident about the edge rusher options that will be there. Uh, You know, to me, uh, Aziz Audulary out of Georgia, is the top pass rusher, and you know there's it, none of these pass rushes are a lock to go in the top 20. Um, I think we'll see one or two sneak in there, whether that's an Audileri or Pay, uh, maybe Jalen Phillips if the the medicals of a team is just if they're buying in on the medicals and they take that chance. Uh, but it's also conceivable that those guys could still be available in the 20s. Uh, Audulary to me is the top guy, six 250 pounds. Doesn't look like the biggest guy, but 34 and a half inch arms. It's almost the best of both worlds because he has the length of a 6'5 player, but 6'2' stature. So he can play low, play with leverage, play underneath blocks. He can dip and rip around the corner. So there's a lot to like about Audrey Larry uh, the athletic ability, his instincts. He can play the run, can play the pass, can drop. There's a lot to like about what he offers to your, to your team. Uh, quitty pay six, two and a half two sixty. Um, I, I think that we're still waiting for him to play his best football. Um, you know, at Michigan, they didn't let him just pin his ears back and go. And I, I think if a team lets him do that, that sack production will, will go up. And then Jalen Phillips, who I mentioned at Miami, who, you know, at one point at UCLA had to retire because of the concussions, and that's obviously a bright red flag. But he transfers to Miami, starts all 10 games last year and, you know, looked like healthy all all season. And you could argue he's the best on field talent among these pass rushers because he has a plan. He understands what he's doing with every single movement, with how he uses his hands. Uh, power quickness. He can play the run uh, and he can just beat you in different ways. And you see flashbacks of Nick Bosa of Ryan Kerrigan um, of some of these established pass rushers in the NFL. And so it's easy to buy, buy into Jalen Phillips, but that's going to be strictly a medical pick and just where you feel comfortable taking a chance on him. And so all these guys, you trade back from 11 and I think that you feel like you're in good shape to get one of them. If they do, you know, maybe trade up in the second round, then I think Gregory Rousseau becomes a realistic possibility. Uh, you know, maybe he goes in, in the first round as possible, but I think there's also very possible he goes in the early second round. And, you know, we talk about Jamar Chase, uh, Penny Sewell, some of these opt-outs, they didn't need to play another snap for us to really understand who they are as prospects. Gregory Rousseau is kind of the opposite, where, you know, he played safety and wide receiver most of his life. He outgrows those positions, moves to defensive line as a senior in high school. And goes to Miami, misses an entire first year with an injury, and then last year, 2019, uh, he you know really just emerges as this this uh, you know big presence rushing off the edge, uh, second in the FBS in sacks uh, behind Chase Young, but then he opts out this past year. So really, we're just going based off his redshirt freshman year, um, and, and there's things to like about him: He's six, uh, almost six, seven, six, six and a half, 266 pounds. Uh, you you love the length, you love his get off not a very bendy rusher, not the most instinctive player, but he's young and you feel like he's going to get better and better. So because of those reasons, he could still be there the late first, but I, I think there's also a good chance that somewhere early second round, uh, maybe a team like, like the Giants could move up and get him.
1: How about that next group, like the 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 Joe Size, the Peyton Turners? Are you then at the point where you maybe reaching a little bit of 42? Because I think all those guys are wiped out by the time we get to the third round, right? At 42, yeah, is there value or are you going to find somebody – or is there going to be somebody that's going to have a significantly higher grade on your board than that next group of guys?
0: No, I mean, I think they're pretty all, they're all in that early to mid second round range. Uh, You know, talk about Carlos Boogie Basham out of Wake Forest, uh, you know, six, three and a quarter, 275 pounds. uh, Very, you know, I, I posted this on Twitter the other day, but, his testing numbers are almost identical to Rashawn Gary, who was a top 15 pick uh, a couple years ago. Um, and, and with Basham, the motor just doesn't quit with him. Uh, you know, he can play inside, can play outside, gives you the inside-outside versatility. So I think uh, Boogie Basham would be a, an interesting fit. Joseph Osai, uh, you know, he's still patching things together and uh, just how to be a coordinated pass rusher. Uh, but in terms of pursuit player, he, he's, he is the best pursuit player in this draft. He does not turn it off. Uh, the motor never quits with him. 6'4", 256 pounds, uh, 16 tackles for loss last year. Uh, there's just a lot to like about his effort and how he turns that into production. But he's still growing as a pass rusher uh, just in still figuring things out. Because of that, that's why he is looked at it on second round. And then Peyton Turner, I, I don't think it'd be too early if you consider him in that early to mid second round range. 6'5", 270 pounds. Uh, You love the length, 30, almost 35 and a half inch arms. Um, And he's, he's high cut. And so that will work against him at times, but another guy where the motor just doesn't quit. I mean, he will make some plays on film. He has no business making these plays, but because the effort and the hustle are nonstop, He's able to make them. So, you know, a a guy that I think, uh, you know, is yet to play his best football really turned it on as a senior and that he was healthy. Um, His junior year, he was battling some injuries. So as a senior uh, looked real fresh, looked uh, rejuvenated and kind of showed the type of player that he is and put himself into that second round discussion.
1: Limited Giants season tickets are on sale now for the 2021 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. You can lock in your seat starting at just 100 bucks. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash tickets for more information. Hey, Giant fans, get a New York Giants checking account from Investors Bank with the Giants branded debit card, security features, and discounts at the Giants online shop. You can earn up to $250 when you open an account at InvestorsBank.com slash Giants member FDIC. Don't miss it on your chance to experience a premier hospitality experience watching Giant Games and world-class concerts in 2021 as a Giants suite partner. Limited full-season locations are available or place a deposit for individual games. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com suites for more information. How about the cornerbacks? Let's take those top five that we all think are going to go maybe in the first round. We'll see. And we'll kind of slide them off into our little silo here. So Farley, Newsom. Horn, Sertan, Samuel. Let's kind of slide those guys aside because I don't think any of those four or five are going to be there when the Giants go at 42, right? Agree. That next group talking to people the last month, Dane, Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of guys in that set, and front offices are all over the place. Give me your take on that next group and whether or not you're hearing the same stuff.
0: Yeah. It depends on what you're looking for. Uh, you know, what do you value at the position? Um, you know, you've got a, on one hand a guy like Elijah Bolden out of Washington, who's that a nickel corner and he's probably a nickel corner only and you know, that nickel safety, that, that position, but he's really good at that one position. So I think, you know, if that's what you're looking for, he could be in the mix, but most of these corners are, you know, the tall, long speedy guys who have some type of flaw in their game, but you know, the size speed combination is really really intriguing. You look at both of the Georgia corners, Eric Stokes, uh, 6'1, 195 pounds, legit 4'2 speed. Uh, you know, he's a guy that the scheme versatile traits are there, uh, body control, patience, uh, footwork. Uh, there's a lot that you know you can, you can look to and say, okay, I'll bet on these traits. But in terms of play recognition, instincts, he's still growing in, in that respect, uh, recognizing routes and anticipating. That's an area where he needs to get better. Uh, his teammate, Tyson Campbell, 6'1", 195, 4'3", athlete, uh, just a remarkable traits. But a guy that when you watch his film, SEC quarterbacks were not shy throwing at him. And, you know, he's always in phase. But he struggles to get his head turned, to find the football, make plays on the ball. Only 11 passes defended in 33 games played. That's not the ratio that you want. Um, and so at some point, you're going to bet on those traits, but he needs to be a better football player. Uh, you know, needs to be better locating the football and making plays on the football if he's going to stay on the field in the NFL. Kelvin Joseph from Kentucky, uh, most of his issues – I would say are off the field and just making sure that he's dialed in. Um, you know, I don't know that, you know, you look at the giants and everything that happened with Deandre Baker. I don't know if, you know, Kelvin Joseph is going to be a guy that'd be interested in because of that. Um, and then into, you know, the, it's still in the second round. We're still talking about Ifiatu from Syracuse or Aaron Robinson, UCF, uh, Paulson, a Debo, some teams like him starting in the second round. So, If you wanted to wait until the second round to get your corner, uh, I think you're going to be you're going to have plenty of options there. And because the the volume of players, there's a pretty good chance that you could wait to the third as well, just because there's only so many landing spots. One or two of those guys could fall to you in the third round.
1: Yeah, I think it's a really interesting class. And somebody told me, too, that linebacker Dane is a is a pretty deep class. I know Michael Parsons could be an option in that first round. But after that, you know, maybe Nick Bolton round two, and after that, some people tell me they really do like this inside linebacker off-ball class.
0: Yeah, it's not a bad class. I, I, I don't, I don't know. That it would be a strength of this group or of uh, this year's draft, but I think it's probably somewhere in the middle, uh, where it's not a, it's not a weakness. It's not below average. I want to call it above average. Uh, you know, both Ohio State linebackers there in the third round uh, make some sense. Baron Browning, 6'3", 245. Some look at him as maybe even a designated pass rusher just because the traits are outstanding. The yeah, size is there. You, like,
1: what position does he play? Right. Because he was kind of used all over the place.
0: Right. I think he's best as a Sam because you you can, you know, throw on the Penn State tape and he's covering Pat Fryermuth. Uh, You know, he, he can drop in space and, and cover. He has that those athletic traits. Really, it comes down to his mental development and just he needs to get better with his keys and staying ahead of plays, ahead of blocks um, instead of being a little too reactive. But again, another guy, you look at the traits and you say, OK, we're going to bet on that, uh, you know, his ability, four or five athlete at 245 pounds, uh, 33 and a half inch arms, uh, six, seven, eight, three cone, uh, which really you know shows just you know, his change of direction and how good he is. Uh, at, at redirecting and making plays. So um, I, I think he's going to be high on the list for teams on, on day two. And then his teammate, Pete Werner, who a little bit of the opposite in some ways, 6'3", 238. I don't know that he necessarily has, uh, he doesn't have the same physical traits. And I don't know that he necessarily has a... You know, one area that you would point to and say, OK, this is what he does better than everybody else. or this is what he is really, really good at. But he is solid across the board. You know, he, he's one of those guys that could be a four down player in the NFL because you trust him in any situation. Um, you know, he can drop in coverage. He can blitz. He can play on special teams. So Pete Werner is a player that I know a lot of uh, a lot of teams like. And I don't know that he makes it to the fourth round. Maybe somewhere in the third is where he ends up coming off the board. Uh, and i will probably throw Chaz Surratt in, in that mix as well as a day-two player who uh, teams are intrigued with. 6'2", 230, former quarterback. You know, you don't really see that transition very often uh, at the college level where a, a player is a quarterback for three years then moves a linebacker. And in two years uh, at, uh, at linebacker, he had 206 total tackles. So really impressive. Uh, transition that he made uh, But you know there's still some areas where he needs to improve And, and get better and continue that uh, Transformation but uh, In the third round you know I, I think you feel Comfortable uh, taking that chance
1: Assuming a guy like Terrace Marshall I know there's Some late word that maybe there's some injury concerns with Him yeah, Bates. Elijah yeah. Moore, right? If those guys are gone by 42, I think you're probably pretty safe to wait on that next wideout. Dane, who are some of the round three, round four guys that you really like that could fall through the cracks, and in such a deep class, could still end up giving you starter qual- starter caliber reps.
0: Yeah, and I think it just depends on if you really like one of those guys that you don't think is going to fall to you in the third round, like uh, you know Diami Brown, for example, who I really like out of North Carolina. I like uh, him too. He, he's the best double move receiver in this class. He's very skilled. At double moves, and he wins downfield. Uh, his speed's outstanding. His tracking skills are outstanding. Needs to expand that route tree, needs to improve some of the reliability uh, you know, issues uh, just in terms of being an, a better finisher underneath. But if I, you know, and, and maybe the, the Giants already have a guy like this, like with Darius Slayton, you know, maybe he already fits that mold. So maybe Diami Brown in the second round is a little rich. Uh, But if they did wait to the third round, fourth round, then, you know, because, and it's kind of like corners where there's just a sheer volume of players. Some of these guys are going to fall. You know, a Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State is a player that, uh, you know, all through the season, scouts are, yeah, second round pick, not getting out of second. But when we get here, you know, to the week of the draft and, uh, you know, you you stack these guys, and you're just there's so many players that someone has to fall. And so, if Tyland Wallace were to fall to the third round, that wouldn't be a huge surprise. Uh, Nico Collins from Michigan, uh, he opted out. I think he hurt himself a little bit there, but a the team could get really good value in, in the third round with a Nico Collins, 6'4", 215 runs well. Uh, you know, he's he, he's a guy that's you know probably not going to be one of the top ten receivers drafted this year but it wouldn't be surprising if five years from now we look at him as being one of the top 10 receivers from this class. Uh, So a really interesting player there. Once we get into the fourth round, uh, you know, that's where maybe a Simi Fajoko from Stanford comes into play, 6'4", 222 pounds, uh, a guy that's going to help you on special teams right away. Uh, that, that's going to be something that is going to help him, uh, you know, stand out to coaches is what he can do on special teams coverages. And and then as you work him into the offense, a, a big presence with a size, uh, you know, he, he's a guy that can win at the catch point. So there, there's a lot to like about his athleticism for a, a guy that size. And it doesn't stop, you know, the the depth of this wide receiver class, every single round, you're going to be able to find players that intrigue you in some way, some fashion. So uh, I I think we're going to see some teams wait until third, fourth, maybe in the fifth round before they even feel comfortable addressing the wide receiver position.
1: Who are a couple of day three running backs or tight ends of the Giants looking for some depth there? Ingram last year of his contract, Kyle Rudolph, just a two-year deal. Barkley coming off an ACL. Devontae Booker is the only other running back on the roster. The Giants want to add to those two spots. Day three, round four, five, six. Who are some guys that you like that could fall in that area?
0: And at tight end, it's not really a, a great group this year after the top five. You know, we see Kyle Pitts go very early, obviously. And then on day two, Pat Friermuth, Brevin Jordan, Tommy Trumbull, uh, maybe Hunter Long uh, gets in there. If Hunter Long were to fall to the fourth, uh, you know, then, you know, you jump all over that. Uh, but there's a good bet that he's going to be off the board. And then there's a little bit of a drop-off. I don't know that, you know, you feel great about any of these uh, tight ends in the fourth round. Even in the fifth round, it's a little bit of a stretch. Uh, I'm a big Jacob Harris fan at a UCF, my top sleeper this year. Uh, he's even more of a – some teams have him on the board as a wide receiver because he is 6'5", 220, a little bit of a developmental prospect. Um, Trey McKitty out of Georgia is one of those guys who could be end up being a better pro than college player. Um, 6'4", 246 pounds, runs well. Not a ton of production. He was used uh, it, it, the way he was used really kept him from piling up uh, numbers in the stat sheet, but you know, he goes to the senior bowl and he shows he can run downfield routes and there's something more to him. So Trey McKinney could be an option once you get to the fifth round, sixth round, uh, John Bates from Boise state. Another one of those guys uh, is going to help you out on special teams, six, five and a half, two fifty. Uh, not a, a great athlete, but uh, if you want a guy that can, you can trust as a blocker and also is going to give you a little bit of juice as a, as a pass catcher. Bates in the sixth round would make some sense. Uh, and then a running back, it's kind of a similar conversation where there's guys at the top to get you excited Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, uh, both North, North Carolina running backs. I'm a big Kenneth Gainwell fan, but it, it, i maybe even tr- uh, throw Trey Sermon in that mix. After those top six, a little bit of a drop off and it really becomes, you know, what kind of what type of back are you looking for? Are you looking for someone that has a little bit of juice like a Khalil Herbert at of Virginia Tech? If you're looking for a more uh, someone with a well-rounded skill set who can catch a ball in the backfield like a JVN Hawkins or a Chris Evans, a Ramondre Stevenson. So there's different types of backs once you get to day three. I don't know that any of them are going to knock your socks off and, and really impress you, but depending on what you're looking for, uh, you know, a Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma state, another one of those speed guys where uh, it's all predicated on acceleration with his game. Um, if you're looking for maybe a player that can do a little bit of everything, Larry Roundtree, Missouri, uh, 5'11", 2, uh, 212 pounds, can block, uh, he can take care of the football. Uh, he can ca- catch a ball in the backfield. Uh, you, just a guy that's dependable. And I think a lot of, he's not the, the best athlete, But a lot of his strengths translate, talking about vision, patience, balance. So, uh, you know, guys that – this running back class, not a ton of guys to get excited about, but definitely some guys who can come in and and help you out, especially on sub-packages.
1: All right, Dane, final question. Let's go three rounds deep. Let's have fun. Give me some giant predictions. We're less than a week away from the draft. Their first three picks in this draft. All
0: right. So, starting at 11, I do think this is where – I think ideally they go past rusher here. Um, and ideally speaking, I think they would love to go past rusher, uh, and really boost up that, uh, that position. Um, I've just, you know, do they take a quitty pay that early? Do they take an audulary? Um, I'm I'm gonna go Vera Tucker here, uh, just because I, you know, and maybe I'm allowing some of my own bias to the leak in here, just because I think he's just such a a good player, high floor player. Um, I'm gonna say Vera Tucker here. You plug him in at guard, and you know, you you strengthen your offensive line in a big way. Um, second round, um, say they go pass rusher, and um, you know, which pass rusher is gonna be there for them at that point. Uh, maybe it, it could uh could, could Boogie Basham be there for him? Uh, you know, let's just say that guys like Joe Tryon and Rousseau say they're off the board. So let's go Boogie Basham there uh in the second round uh, uh for the Giants. They upgrade the pass rush uh and then third round. um, they could go back on the defensive line. They could go corner. Let's say Paulson Adibo, the corner from Stanford. Uh, you know, I know they added a Dory Jackson, but you know, keep upgrading uh, on uh, in that secondary with a guy like Paulson Adibo. So yeah, let's go offense at eleven with Vera Tucker, and then address the pass rush with Boogie Basham, Basham at forty-two, and then in the third round, uh, we'll go Adibo at, at pick. Was at seventy-six? Uh, so yeah, I, I think that that would make some sense for them.
1: He's Dane Brugler. He's the author of the Beast is the best draft guide out there folks you can get it with your subscription to the athletic. Dane, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Stay safe out there my friend. Enjoy the uh, home stretch here. We're almost there, man.
0: All right, you too. Thanks, John.
1: Dane Bruegler from the Athletic. We thank you for joining us on the Giants Little Podcast. Don't forget, you can find it on the Giants Podcast Network presented by Investors Bank at giants.com/podcast at giants mobile app your favorite podcast platforms. For Dane, I'm Schmelk. We'll see you next time. Thanks everyone.